Welcome to the Urantia Radio Show. I'm Jim Watkins. It's good to have you back. And this episode, I want to delve into mental illness and how it relates to the overall philosophy of the Urantia book and the, uh, the approach that the Urantia book authors take to mental illness that's very different from the contemporary view of the way that we treat mental illness. Now you ask, well, why is that important, Jim? What's the issue? Well, the thing is, is that Sigmund Freud... Uh, is possibly the most influential uh, man of the 20th century, maybe the 19th century. And his influence on modern psychiatry uh, is completely undermining religion and faith and spirituality in our culture, particularly in Western culture. Uh, and what I mean by that is that the, the, the method or the, the strategy of psychiatry is to look at the brain as an organ like a lung or a kidney or a heart. Psychiatry looks at the brain as a physical organ and that's why when someone is mentally ill or suffering from mental health what they think is happening is a physical mechanism and something that can only be treated by medicine. So consequently because of the way that Freud believed the brain worked, he felt that behavior could be altered by medicine or chemicals. Well, if you look around, you'll find that in today's world, pharmaceutical companies reap enormous profits from the dispensation of medicine that is allegedly treating mental illness. And the way that it does it is it alters the brain's chemicals. And that is what we call... Uh, behavior modification. So, for example, the most commonly used medication to treat mental illness is is what they call an SSRI. And what it does is it, it, it turns the brain down. It, it basically slows down the brain so that anxiety is reduced, depression can be alleviated, uh, you can increase certain uh, hormonal uh, glands and create more ser serotonin or less serotonin or whatever it is. Uh, and, and what it does is it alters the chemistry of the brain and the long-term effects, uh, I think, are disastrous. In fact, I think that the problem we have in our country right now is the way that we're treating mental illness. The Urantia book goes in a completely different direction uh, in the way that we look at the brain and we look at the mind and we look at the human being and the personality, and, and the function of the mind is not physical. It's, uh, it's super physical, super material. What if the way out of all of this mental illness is by approaching the brain or the mind, not as a physical organ, but a spiritual one? Uh, wisdom is the goal of a purely mental and moral existence. Your adjuster, your spirit fragment, memory remains fully intact as you ascend the afterlife. Those mental associations that were purely animalistic and wholly material naturally perished with a physical brain. But everything in your mental life which was worthwhile and which had survival value was counterparted by the spirit adjuster and is retained as a part of a personal memory all the way through the ascendant career. 
So you take your memories with you. And all of what you might have perceived as mental anguish may have been some of the greatest lessons in your life. Imagine how you would be lifted, how the anxiety would be lifted from you if you knew that there was a reason you were going through that experience and you, your perspective was spiritual. What was I supposed to gain from that experience? Divine perfection. So this is a reference to goodness being a mental act, a choice. This is where Freud got it wrong. You can choose how you interpret the events in your life and you can be oppressed by them, you can be depressed by them. You know, we oppress ourselves, I think. The soul may evolve regardless of mental culture, but not in the absence of mental capacity and desire, the choice of survival and the decision to achieve ever-increasing perfection. Remembering that much of our mental activity is what we choose. Now we get into the element of prayer. Prayer is not a technique for curing real and organic diseases, but it has contributed enormously to the enjoyment of abundant health and to the cure of numerous mental, emotional, and nervous ailments, and even in actual bacterial disease. Prayer has many times added to the efficacy of other remedial procedures. Prayer has turned many an irritable and complaining invalid into a paragon of patience and made him an inspiration to all other human sufferers. A prayer is a technique for curing real and organic diseases. So, prayer facilitates the mind. Prayer constitutes a technique of the most efficient approach to the realization of those re reserved powers of human nature which are stored and conserved in the unconscious realms of the human mind. That might be one of the most powerful statements in the whole book. Prayer constitutes a technique of the most efficient approach, a technique of access to the realization of those reserved powers in your human nature, which are uh, stored in the unconscious realms of the human mind. Prayer is a sound psychologic practice aside from its religious implications and its spiritual significance. It is a fact of human experience that most persons, if sufficiently hard-pressed, will pray in some way to some source for help. The mind being the captain. The mind is not subjected to outside forces, only its own interpretation of those outside forces. The mind can choose to rise above that which might be causing him anxiety. He may just not know how to do it. And what they're saying is prayer is a technique that opens up new reservoirs in your mind. It opens up new uh, access to ideas and thoughts that may not have been present or self-evident. From paper 110, it is to the mind of perfect poise housed in a body of clean habits to stabilize neural energies and balanced chemical function when the physical, mental, and spiritual powers are in triune harmony of development. Again, three realities, cosmic realities, physical, mental, and spiritual. That is a maximum of light and truth 
can be imported with a minimum of temporal danger or risk to the real welfare of such a being. Mind on Urantia is a compromise between the essence of thought perfection and the evolving mentality of your immature human nature. The plan for your intellectual evolution is indeed one of sublime perfection, but you are far short of that divine goal as you function in the tabernacles of the flesh. That's a nice way of saying we have a long way to go. From paper 9, the next paragraph, it says, Too often, all too often, you mar your minds by insincerity and sear them with unrighteousness. You subject them to animal fear and distort them from useless anxiety. Though the source of mind is divine, mind as you know it on your world of ascension can hardly become the object of great admiration, much less of adoration or worship. The contemplation of the immature and inactive human intellect should lead only to reactions of humility. It's interesting because narcissism leads to anxiety. Self-forgetfulness leads to peace. Jesus used to teach people, forget thyself, get your mind off of yourself, and think about other people. That's a sure way to relieve anxiety. From paper 48, uh, section 6, you will learn that you increase your burdens and decrease the likelihood of success by taking yourself too seriously. Nothing can take precedence over the work of your status spheres, this world or the next. Very important is the work of preparation for the next higher sphere, but nothing equals the importance of the work of the world in which you are, you are actually living. But though the work is important, the self is not. When you feel important, you lose energy. Let's say that again. When you feel important, you lose energy to the wear and tear of ego dignity so that there is little energy left to do the work. It is the self-element that exhausts, not the effort to achieve. You can do important work if you are not to become too self-important. You can do several things as easily as one if you leave yourself out of it. Variety is restful. Monotony is what wears and exhausts. From paper 91, prayer ever has been and ever will be a twofold human experience, a psychologic procedure interassociated with a spiritual technique. And these two functions of prayer can never be fully separated. Prayer, even as a purely human practice, a dialogue with one's alter ego, also constitutes a technique of the most efficient approach to the realization of those reserved powers of human nature, which are stored and conserved in the unconscious realms of the human mind. We heard that a little bit earlier, didn't we? Prayer is a sound psychologic practice, aside from its religious implications and its spiritual significance. So psychiatrists should be teaching prayer, teaching people how to pray, teaching people that it's okay to pray. Uh, it's, it's true that Freud secularized, he took the soul out of therapy. He really did. He removed the soul as an important element, the human soul, the human spirit, 
as an important element in his thinking and in his doing. Paper 195, the realities and values of spiritual progress are not a, quote, psychologic projection, a mere glorified daydream of the material mind. Such things are the spiritual forecasts of the indwelling spirit adjuster, the spirit of God living in the mind of man. Let not your dabblings with the faintly glimpsed findings of relativity disturb your concepts of the eternity and infinity of God and in all your solicitations concerning the the necessity for self-expression. Do not make the mistake of failing to provide for a juster expression, the spirit expression, the manifestation of your real and better self. So much of our psychology, so much anxiety that we suffer. Uh, but there's some nuggets of wonderful truth there. And, and, I, and I think one of the, the challenges for people of faith is that we need to use this, we need to tell people that faith opens up new doors and faith can alleviate a lot of, a lot of stress and anxiety. And it doesn't even matter what your faith is as long as it brings you peace through that connection with your spirit. Whatever that is, is in there to help you in that reservoir of your mind. And you can access it through prayer and worship as well.